The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, am I doing you no wrong? Did you not agree with me for a Daenerys? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Adam was not satisfied to be a laborer in God's vineyard, to keep it and to tend it as God had asked him. It was a beautiful life. God created Adam and then gave him this good work, this work which reflected the image of God in the world, to live in paradise and to be creative, a cultivator, just like his father. And Adam's reward for this work was everything he needed. His living wage went like this. You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. The work was good, his master was generous, the wages were plenty, and Adam never had to ask, what's in it for me? But Adam was not satisfied with the work that God had given him. And so sin corrupted it. Sin corrupted his work. Cursed is the ground because of you. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And so now, we cannot help but think of work only in terms of what we'll get for it. Our perennial and completely sensible question is, what's in it for me? This is basically the question that Peter asked last week. How many times should I forgive? Which is basically to say, if I'm not getting anything out of it, 
why should I keep doing it? Or just before the parable in our lesson today, Peter again lays bare every human heart when he says, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? What's in it for me? The thing itself, the work, the task, the job, the forgiveness, the following Jesus, that's not enough for us. In sin, you and I are bound to trying to get ahead. And we cannot help but think that God, like us, is also interested only in turning a profit, which is why we bother bargaining with him, offering whatever it is we think we have in exchange for whatever we'd like from him. But that's a silly game, as you know. We are a market of losers, and God knows that no investment in us will ever yield a return. If only we could get back to that place in the garden where the work was good and we knew the master was generous and the wages were plenty and we never had to ask, what's in it for me? In our gospel lesson today, Jesus is warning the disciples not to begrudge God his generosity. But behind that warning stands a picture of the kingdom of God, a kingdom which has nothing to do with getting ahead. It is, however, about work, about a job, about purpose, and about how good that work is which comes from your master. The master's repeated trips to the market to find more workers, that's God's effort to bring you back to paradise, to put you back to work to restore to you the good purpose that God intended for you from the beginning. Notice that it's only the master's behavior that's surprising in this parable. Early risers showing up to the market and agreeing to work for a day's wage, that's not surprising. And also the folks who show up later who don't expect a full day's pay but nonetheless need to bring something home to their families, that's not surprising either. And even the folks who stand around at the 11th hour, who knows why they weren't there earlier, for whatever reason, they've missed the boat. But the shamefulness of their not working means their best bet is to wait out the workday in the market rather than go home, even if they have no expectation of getting a job. But the master, he's the surprising one. In the first place, while he later sends a steward to pay his workers, he himself shows up in the market to do the hiring. And even after he's hired the best and the brightest, he goes back to the market again, expecting to find what? Workers more motivated than the ones he already has? And then at the 11th hour, do the math. What good will their hour of work do in comparison with the cumulative work already done by all the workers throughout the day? And yet, he shows up in the market and hires every last one of them. That's surprising. And it's our first clue that the kingdom of heaven is not about getting ahead. In fact, it seems like the master is most interested simply 
in making sure that everyone has a job. And then the workday ends and we expect that such a master will be fair and just, but he is not. He's generous. He doesn't just give more than is deserved, he gives plenty, all that is needed, daily bread to everyone. And in this parable, now you have a picture of what God intended for you in his good world. You have a picture of what life was like for Adam while he was working and keeping the garden. And so, the question for you is the same question left open by our parable. What will happen the next day? Will the workers who showed up first and baked in the sun say to themselves, today we're going to hold out for a better offer? Will the workers who showed up at the 11th hour and received compassion and generosity, will they presume on the kindness of this master again? Or will these workers, now realizing that the work is good and the master is generous and the wages are plenty and that they don't have to ask, what's in it for me, will they come with joy to work? now seeing that they are living in paradise. Your job is simple, like it was for Adam. It's a reflection of God's image in the world. Your job is to love God and to love your neighbor throughout your life. It's simple, but it's also work. You can think of it as a chore and you can ask, what's in it for me. Or you can hear the parable and see the crucified Jesus and feel the water of baptism and taste the flesh and blood of your Savior and perceive that God, this generous master, has shown up to hire again and again for you. That he has invested everything in this market of losers, not for his own gain, but to bring you back home to paradise. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.